coast or getting really close welcome to the denver bronco roundup welcome denver bronco fans thank you guys so much for joining in not the way i wanted to join in i am your host keith brugman just to the side of me i have albert mile high dutchy regular of the denver bronco roundup and special guest from the K sports show mr kenny kirkpatrick all what with you we're going to be dro- joined by one other person a little in just a moment or two, but um, yeah, welcome in, Kenny. Um, say hello, Kenny, and then I'll get up to Albert, and then we'll get right into this game, gentlemen. No, thank you guys for having me on. I like to bring an outside perspective to to the Bronco Roundup. You know, we we call ourselves family, which we are in the podcast world. We call ourselves cousins, brothers. You know what? We stick through it, good and bad. And tonight was bad, but I'm sticking through it with you guys. You know, I'm the fam- adopted family member, the stepfather. And, uh, yes, you know, I'm going to bring the outside perspective of it as, as a Giants fan, what I saw in the Broncos each, each and every week. I do it with you guys, but definitely through a bad game, I want to give an outside perspective on things. And I appreciate it, Kenny. I'll get people up to speed on exactly where I'm at on all of this as well. But first, we're going to get up to speed with the Albert Mile High Dutchie. Albert, you took in the whole game. But first, say hello to all our fans out there. we got a lot of people already watching, and and I'm sure we'll be chiming in soon. Guten Abend allemaal. That means good evening, y'all. Yeah, it wasn't a good game for the Broncos, and there were certain things that happened on the field that should not have happened on the field at all. And we will talk about it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, overall, the Lions outclassed us tonight completely on the defensive side, offensive side. And yeah, we have been outcoached. And it is difficult mm. to say, but by, <laughs> I guess what, and, uh, a student of Sean Payton himself. Yeah, student was the teacher, maybe, a little bit in this one. Um, We have Michelle Knoppers always in here supporting, Mm -hmm. obviously, maybe some relation there to our friend Albert. Uh, Yeah, it's his wife, but always in here supporting, and we appreciate you so much, Michelle. Coming in saying, painful evening, gents, over on YouTube. Appreciate you coming in here. Leanna, who happens to be my big sister, coming in and saying, yeah, and in full agreement, and it was a sad loss. Yeah, it was devastating, guys. I'll be honest, I may have been spared just a little bit of this because, unfortunately, this time of year, we're all getting pulled in different directions. It's the holidays, you name it. I was able to watch the first half, 
but I only caught up on a scoreboard on the second half. So, like I said, maybe I was spared a little bit. I'm going to be relying on my guys here, Mr. Albert Mile High Dutchie, Mr. Kenny Kirkpatrick, and all of you guys in the chat board, as we call it, the posse coming in and maybe getting me up to speed on here, like Mr. Patrick Wiltsey coming in saying, Aloha, my Broncos, Ohana, crying a little sorry. Yeah, well, Lion Coffee makes it a little bit better, and that's what I'm drinking, guys. Check out Lion Coffee. That's where Patrick's uh, Patrick uh, works at Lion Coffee, so check those guys out. They're fantastic, but it, we're crying a little, and yeah, it, it was it was a sad loss and a little bit sorry, but you know, let's start off with that first half. I saw that first half. Unfortunately, like you guys said, didn't start off hot out the gates like we needed to. Um, heck, even Detroit decided they were going to go ahead and take the ball, and they end up punting right off the bat. We were in the bird's in the in the captain's seat in the bird seat. You know what I mean? Had everything running in our direction, but man, that first half did not look good. As like I said, offense, defense, as Albert put out there, it did not look good at all. Albert, why don't we start off with you, man? Just even talking about that first half, how we got off, how we started in this game, you know, what were your impressions right off the bat, man? So uh, the game plan that the Broncos should have had for the Lions is what the Lions did against us. They just outclassed us everywhere. The, our offensive line was, I wouldn't say bad. I wouldn't say bad at all. But yeah, the... The Lions kept rushing, rushing, rushing. And so that's... Russell Wilson was pretty much all in a hurry every time. And the first the first ball, yeah, there was nothing he could do about it. He had no chance at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the Lions were just a better team. I, just like what happened with Houston mm-hmm. is what happened now with the, Lions to, with, with the Lions. And we got just outclassed today. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to make that draw that comparison as well, Mr. Kurt Valente. Other half of the fantastic KNK Sports Show jumping in here with his one of the first comments saying, "Totally outplayed, totally out game planned, totally out coached." That's one half of the KNK Sports Show coming in on the chat board, but we got the other half right here live. What did you think about that first half, Kenny? Yeah, first of all, I do want to say I know Bronco fans have a. We may have been outclassed on the game, but fans themselves have class. And that being said, mm. I want to congratulate one of our co-hosts on our show, Carson Shear, who's a Lions fan. He, he gracefully, you know, in our chat, you know, said good game, Kurt, this and that. But what I saw in the first half uh, basically shocked me because I had a little advantage. Of course, Carson's a Lions fan. Kurt and I talking to him during the week, what mm. to expect. And Carson said they struggled against mobile quarterbacks and fast running backs. And yet Peyton did not barely ever go to McLaughlin in this game and did mm-hmm. not, you didn't see any rollout plays from Russ. Russ was running for his life early in the game against what Carson said was a mediocre, if at best, defensive uh, front minus Hutchinson. Teams double team him. You didn't see any of that. McGlinchey was getting torched early in the game. And, you know, that was that was pretty much what I saw. Like, when is it going to happen? When are we going to double team Hutchinson? But all that being said, first quarter, Russell Wilson fumbles the ball. Defense comes up with the stop. The defense stopped 
the Lions in the first quarter. I mean, it was almost the whole first quarter. It was there was stops, and then it fell apart. Got yeah. shut out in the first half, and you know, I knew there were going to be adjustments at half, and came out in the second half. And now we're going to get to the second half in a couple minutes. But you know, they did yeah. the adjustments at the start of the second half. Yeah, and we got Thomas coming in here over on Facebook saying, "Looks like the Lions swept the AFC West teams this season. Wow, pretty impressive." Yeah. You know, and I got um, one more quick one. One more quick yeah. one. First play of the game on Denver's offense, 40, what was it, 49 yard play to Judy? Got called back. Mm. It's like, oh, wow, mm. this is going to be a Judy game. Never went back to him barely the whole game. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we didn't see uh, much from him in the first half. Like I said, I got to see that quite a bit. And kind of like Roger, man, he's saying he's very disappointed in the effort of this game. <laughs> I'm glad I was playing Santa at the family Christmas party. <laughs> Must win the next three. Uh, I want to get to this one. Oh, well, Kurt's saying, you know, and yeah, we're in this position now, Kurt. I 100% agree. We must win the next three. If we're going to be talking about that playoffs, that's where we're going to be at. Uh, Martin's coming in, though. How much you get your thoughts on this? I'll go Kenny, our guest, and then I'll go back up to Albert. He's saying, I'm not sure if we were outcoached. We didn't execute on offense, and on defense, we couldn't match up against Detroit's skill players. Two different sides to that. He's talking about both offense and defense, so obviously we get to talk two parts here. Kenny, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Do you think we were outcoached, or was it a lack of ex execution on offense and defense? I'm going to say you were slightly outcoached. You definitely didn't execute on offense in the first half. I saw more, mm. more execution in the second half in the pass game. Defense definitely couldn't match up. They were running down Denver's throat the whole game, but uh, – a slightly outcoached because again I had an advantage because we got our friend Carson, who's my one of our great friends and co-hosts, who's from Michigan, follows all Michigan sports. Lions are one of his favorite teams in the world. Said that they struggle against mobile quarterbacks. And Justin Fields last week ran all over him. Mm -hmm. We didn't see any design plays for Russ, bootlegs, rollouts, any of that. So that's where I say. Rod uh, Martin, he may have slightly been out coached, but I had a little advantage because I do know a, a very close Lions fan. Speak to him all the time about the Lions. And just really quick, I just want to get a yes or no. Can we match up against skilled players like Detroit has, or did we just not match up tonight? Want to take it first, Albert? Yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm going to go to uh, you, Kenny, and then I'm going to give Albert okay. the whole offense, defense, everything. So. Yeah. Uh, middle of the field. I mean, it just didn't seem like middle of the field. And I see in Sertan, you got Amon St. Brown, Amon mm -hmm. Ross St. Brown, who arguably can be a top, is a top five wide receiver in the league. And you got Fabian Moreau on him, not even McMillan. So put your best players on, on the opposing team's best skill players, and you may have something. And like Kurt always says, and you guys always say, you struggle against tight ends, and and Laporta did it to you guys tonight, three touchdowns. Yep. So, hundred percent. Uh, yes, you know, I think you will struggle against certain skill players. Yes, unfortunately. Okay. Great way to start off, if you want, Albert. Let's start on the maybe the defensive side, and then go over to the offensive side. Uh, as far as what you're concerned, I want to start off with that question for you: Can we match up against players like D Detroit has, or? Is it just that we weren't matching up tonight against players like Detroit has? And then talk about this defense and then go to the offense, if you don't mind, sir. 
Yeah, we can we can uh, match up with uh, offenses and and defenses. Absolutely, we have seen it last week. We have seen it multiple times, but we just didn't do it tonight. And there there was the biggest problem on both sides. Uh, Hutchinson, he had like a, he was he was in the play yard. <laughs> he had everywhere to go. McClinchy could not handle him. And uh, how how often did he get double teamed? I think in maybe three times, four times. Mm. That's about it. So if you don't orchestrate a, a good uh, offense or defense with uh, matchups, yeah, you're gonna lose. And that's that's why I say that we got outcoached by the Lions because neither VJ or Sean adjusted hmm. and that was the biggest problem didn't come in with the answers didn't sound like they adjusted throughout the game again for anybody that is catching up with us right now i missed the f- second half though i caught up with it you know via a scoreboard on your app you know what i mean that was about it was able to see the first half a guy that was able to see all pieces we're going to go ahead and we're going to fill up the screen here guys we're going to bring in another one of our denver bronco roundup hosts it's Mr. Trevor Salzman. Trevor, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Oh, uh, not too bad. You know, not, not exactly the most, uh, the best game I've watched, just to say. It's, it's, it reminds me of the beginning of the season. It's, it's, it was not very good all the way around to the beginning. Yeah. I want to bring you in on a few questions really quick. I'm going to get caught up on the chat board as well. Um, Graham's coming in here and saying, uh, good evening, Jen. Such a sad night for the Broncos and the Az fans. Um, he's saying it was just an overall pathetic outing. Kind of going back to, I think, more of what Albert was saying as far as whether it was coaching or whether it was execution on this as well. Uh, Kurt's coming in and saying, win the next three games and we're good. Inexcusable if we don't win the next three. And I think Kirk is coming in here and just letting us know he joined us. So I appreciate it, Kirk. Uh, hopefully you've joined up. You've liked, shared, subscribed. Maybe you've done, uh, you know, like I said, Share it with a friend already. Uh, get it out there. We appreciate it. Um, thank you very much for joining in. Trevor, this was posed actually by, um, we were kind of going back and forth, um, what this game kind of looked like. We were talked about a little bit about the first half. We're about ready to jump into the, the second half. But Martin brought this up. Albert's on the other side of this. I think Kurt is somewhere in the middle. And Martin's saying, I'm not sure whether we were out coached. We didn't execute on offense, and on defense, we couldn't match up against the Detroit skill players. So my question was, starting on the defensive side, did we not match up tonight, or can we not match up against skill players like Detroit has at all? Well, so, I mean, that's the thing is, if you can't do it, then this team doesn't deserve to go to the playoffs. If you can't match up against players, because like, you're going to see that in the playoffs. So this team, we're talking about playoffs, if you can't match up against teams that have this amount of depth on, you know, and, and playmakers, then you don't deserve to go to the playoffs. That's just what it is. I mean, then you're going to have to reassess this roster and find players who can because <clears throat> there's no excuse for it. And I think you, they can, absolutely. There's always – there's a reason they're here. That If they couldn't, then they wouldn't be here right now fighting for a playoff spot. And so I just – again, this defense just didn't show up. But, again, they had no help from the offense. So I don't just blame this on the defense. That I know and it looks – Really bad on defense side of the ball, but let's just be honest, they were on the field way too much. Offense had no consistency all night. It was horrible. Horrible all the way around. 
And where does that start with? Sean Payton. I called it pregame show. I said, Sean Payton, he's the key to the game. Mm. He's got to scheme this up. And what happened? He fell flat on his face, didn't have his team ready prepared. I know we could talk about VJ, but where's the offense? This Where's this offense? Is it getting any better? Because it's a lot of up and down, up and down stuff every, all season long. No consistency whatsoever. You got to find it eventually. You or you're going to be out either if, if you're lucky if you make it to the playoffs in the next three games you got to execute you got to find a way to get this offense going there's no doubt about that stop yelling at russell wilson and take some accountability for yourself because this is a horrible game this is this you just you just lost against someone that you've coached and has coached for you and you knew that he was going to come in here with the vengeance and try to take advantage of what you do best and what does john payton do best in this one i, I want to know one thing because nothing nothing worked well now it's not just on him; it's the players too. They got to execute, but he didn't have them ready to go. Simple. Wow, coming in here hot, man! Barely brought him into the like, show, guys. Like He's already lighting Trevor. up the microphone. Like fired up, Trevor. Yeah, fired, fired up, man. Well, I guess that answers the question of whether we were outcoached or did we execute, man. Outcoached a hundred percent, as far as Trevor is concerned. You got your answer there, Martin. If you had any doubt, I'll answer it for you. Um, Martin's coming in here one more time, Scott, and without the ability to stop the run and w- when not getting turnovers and our defense can't get off the field, and like any defense, we will wear out. So probably got to see a little bit of that. Like I said, I missed a little bit of that, but it did, certainly didn't seem like this offense was executing at a high enough level in order to keep that defense rested. It seemed like that defense was on the field a lot. Obviously, if you're putting up 42 points, and there was punts in this game as well. The defense was on the field a lot. So that being being said, guys, let's flip to that second half, the second half that I didn't get to see, man. I, we talk about it. We've been talking about it all year long. We've seen good. We've seen bad. We've seen the roller coaster like Trevor's been talking about, the ups and downs, the adjustments that were made at halftime. What did you see? What did you like? And what didn't work? We'll start off with Albert, and we'll go around the horn. Albert, what do you what did you see in the second half that you liked, didn't like? Was there any adjustments? I didn't see any adjustments. Uh, I might be mistaken, but I didn't see any adjustments. We've tried to do the same stuff, and it just didn't work. And uh, in second half, Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson in my opinion, was unheard of. Um, to me, Russell was one of the best in the offense. He did what with what he could do. And there was not much for him. What He he took what he could do, and there was not much for him to give. Mm. And so, and then Sean Payton, not throwing a challenge flag, when he had two opportunities, that's on him. And so, yeah, it's... There, there was not much good, and yeah, Russell will, will probably be the bad guy here, but I don't blame Russell one iota. Sounds like you're about here, like with Clayton. He's obviously saying smash that like button and share, guys. I know that you're always about smashing the like button and share, but what I meant was this comment where he said, lines came to play, bottom line, over and done, next game, man. You're ready to move on from this game, Albert. Didn't like anything. Didn't like anything in the first half. Didn't like any adjustments in the second half. I'm going to move on and adjust down to Kenny in the bottom corner here and, and see what he thought about this game, this team in the second half, the adjustments that were maybe maybe made. And 
you know, what, what your thoughts are on that. I loved what I saw on the first drive. He came down and he scored seven points. Then what happened? I'll make this quick. The defense gave up. So you have 15 minutes in the locker room to regroup on defense. You get the score on offense and you let the Lions come right back down the field and score. Okay. So now the Broncos are coming back down the field and I'll bring up the, the flags that Albert's talking about. I had no problem at the time with, with Peyton at the, the half yard line, not throwing the flag because you want to save your timeouts. Where I had a problem was him kicking the damn field goal and staying three scores down. That's when I said he should have thrown the flag because he gave up on his team right there, and that's how I feel about it. And I don't care who's out there that's going to praise Sean Payton. He did Nathaniel Hackett job, and that's the kind words I'm putting it because it's a, it's a family show. Mm. He did a terrible job tonight. And to yell at Russell Wilson on the sidelines, I know you didn't see it, Keith. Give me a yeah. break. That guy, that guy, Russell Wilson, made play after play after play in the second half under pressure. Did he not see that? And then offensive linemen offsides. Okay, it happens. You're at the four-yard line, five-yard line, and you kick a field goal. And then after that, the team just gave up. So he gave up on his team, Sean Payton, and the team mm. gave up on him after that. And now I'm I'm, I'm worried, guys. I'm, I'm an outside perspective. I'm worried if he's not going to lose this team. Not as bad as Brandon Staley, but mm. are you going to want to play for a guy like this? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would want to play hard for a guy like this. You're going to have to go back and watch what I'm talking about, Keith, and you may may agree when you go back and watch the the, the highlights or the second half of the game. That's my yeah, thoughts I'm gonna on it. I'm going to watch the whole game from what you guys are talking about, even if it is this ugly loss, man. We went from only one fired up guy, Trevor, to two fired up guys once we brought into the second half. We got Kenny, the, the stepfather. Heck, it's not even his real team, man. It's, it's his inherited team. It's his adopted family over here. He's all fired up about it, man. So... A lot to talk about, guys. Um, Scott's coming in and saying, given his perspective, it seemed like the passing opened up a little bit in the second half, but the Lions march right down the field every time with ease. Um, Clayton's coming in here, and he's been blowing up the comments. I've been throwing it up. He's saying, still playoffs, my guys. Uh, and Martin's coming in here and saying, like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Coach had a plan, but when he got hit in the mouth, he couldn't recover. Um, I'm going to hit Reggie after we get to Trevor here and he starts talking about the second half. What are you thinking about the second half, the adjustments and exactly how it played out? You know, you know, as we, I guess, as we turned the corner, it came out, came out of the tunnel and was ready to play for the second half. Yeah. I mean, I think again, like Kenny said, first drive, I thought I was like, okay, maybe this is a comeback. Cause they marched on the field pretty single handling. That's, that's what you want to see coming out of halftime. So I was like, okay, they adjust well coming out of halftime. There's a game here. And then the defense just continued to give up. Again, I think that they were just arrested or they were so tired, you know, from, from the first half because 21 points in just the second quarter. I mean, I'd be tired too. I mean, I'm just saying mm. like, that's absolutely ridiculous. And, and, and then Sean Payton, what I have a problem with is he didn't even look at, uh, I believe it was McLaughlin. I, I think Javante was, his knees were down, but he didn't even take, take a look at McLaughlin getting in the end zone. You're down. Take that chance. Throw that damn flag. I mean, throw the throw the flag and why not? So you lose a timeout. I mean, you have guys upstairs that are reviewing that constantly. Trust them. Why are we trying to? I, I'm looking at Sean Payton. He's looking at his play sheet. Oh, next play, next play. Did you even look at the review? Are you, are you having anybody that's looking at it right now? 
Mm. Or they just twiddling their thumbs upstairs because you have people that are can look at that stuff. That's what they're that's their jobs, what they're there for. And yeah, that, and that's an end zone. The ball, even the, the guys on TV said that. The, the announcers, that's what they said. They said that, that they thought that was a, a touchdown too. Yeah, no, there's Vontae. I understand. I think his knees were down. I think he was short. But McLaughlin, that's a big, that's a big time play that you can't miss when you're a head coach. That's mm. what they're not like. Not even mm. re, not, not even seeing that. That's absolutely ridiculous. And then he goes from three. He's giving it up. And then you're running your your Matt Russell Wilson for something because the refs called off sides and wasn't off sides. So you're getting Matt Russell Wilson who has kept you in this game. Without Russell Wilson, you let's say you have, I don't know, let's just say you have Geno's uh Drew Rock. Let's just say you have Drew Rock quarterback. You're not even in this game, not even close. So you're gonna it's probably 42 nothing, honestly. So you are Matt Russell Wilson for what? And he had no offensive line protection all game long. And no running game. He was doing it by himself out there. And I've been critical of Russell Wilson when I need to be. But here's the thing. I'm going to give praise to Russell Wilson when, when I need to as well. He was reading the field well tonight. The Broncos missed an opportunity to run the ball well and to protect him. That's on the offensive line. I said it right in the beginning in the postgame or the pregame show. I said the, the offensive line starts up front. These guys got to protect Russell Wilson, and they got we got to run run the ball. And we had nothing of that this game. This is not on Russell Wilson. This is on Sean Payton. He got out-schemed. He got out-coached this game. No doubt about it. And there, he's got to take accountability. This is his team. He wants to be, quote-unquote, his team. Take responsibility for it. Because you gave up and you didn't challenge a call that should have been challenged. That's a big uh, momentum swing. And you had you didn't have your team ready to go. Your offense got outclassed once again in this game. So <laughs> you can blame on VJ all you want, but the defense can only do so much. You It's got to play all three phases of the football game, mm -hmm. all the football team. Special teams, defense, and offense. Well, there's none of them that showed up in this game. But if the offense we scored, scored 10 points in the first half in two games. Can't can't we can't figure that out and we're getting we're getting down to nitty gritty. You're gonna have to figure it out eventually. You're just you're not gonna be in it. So <clears throat> you know this again. This adjustment week. He's got to figure it out going forward. It's on Sean Payton, in my opinion. I see a lot of head nodding from uh, from Dutchie, man. And I want to I just want to throw it back to you, man. Any more opinions on this, bud? Because you were you were getting pretty adamant. Like I said, listening to Trevor here. What do you think about Sean Payton? Can he lose this team? over this game or is this something that he can go in he can own up to or do you think that's even within sean payton's makeup where does sean payton and this team go from here albert i hope that uh, sean payton is going to apologize in public for what he what he yelled at at uh, russell wilson because mm -hmm. russell wilson to me he was the mvp of the game for the broncos he did whatever he could and with whatever he got and so yeah it was unheard of, and yeah, if he doesn't apologize, I think he will lose the team because of it. Because, and even even last the last couple of games, I I can see why uh, uh, Russell was not playing. Statham got in mm. because the game was already lost anyway. Maybe protecting uh, Russ for injury, but yeah, it was unheard of, and there there was no need for it. It was not on Russell this time. Not at all. I'm going to jump over to Reggie. Like I said, I missed his comment a little bit earlier. He says, yes, I'm walking proudly in Iowa in my orange color rush hunter's jacket, and I'm not a hunter. On tape at the grocery store, the whole team is laughing at me. Tom Jones. Um, <laughs> I want to get to this one, man, because the one of the things I did see in that first half, Graham's coming in here and saying, did you guys see that helmet-to-helmet -helmet hit on Troutman Cream? Jackson 
tweeted about it. I wouldn't doubt if Kareem Jackson tweeted about it. I'll have to look that up. But guys, what a terrible hit. What a miss by the refs. I don't know if it continued, but I was surprised that Troutman got up, walked off the field. I didn't even necessarily hit it, see him hit the blue tent. May I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he got called out. You guys will have to catch me at the speed, but Talk about the hit. I'll, I'll go down to Kenny to start off with. Did you catch out, catch that hit that Troutman took? I in the did first catch half? it, and uh, before that hit even started, I uh, I don't like that. Uh, John Hussey's the referee. I do not like that crew. They've they've mm. refed some giant games, and they're very inconsistent, in my opinion. We saw it on the offside penalty. You're going to call that offsides in, in the one yard line. I know. Can't crying over spilled milk. It happened to the to the Chiefs last week. Okay, so you know, but you're gonna if you're gonna call a penalty like that, you can't miss a helmet to helmet in a critical yeah. situation, and and even not just a situation, but for the players' health, you can't miss a call like that. And yeah. I do have a problem with that referee crew. I don't think they're near the top of the NFL, and that's not saying much this year with all the missed <laughs> calls that we're having in the NFL. But I do not yeah, like okay. John Husty's crew. And, and that's that's about all I got to say on that. I've, I've even said it in our in our side group chat before that even happened. I said, "Oh no, Hussey's referee in this game. This is going to be oh. a bad, bad, bad game for the for the flags." For the flags, Albert, your thoughts on this, man? I know that you've been talking about some of these hits and Kareem Jackson maybe getting called when he shouldn't, and other players getting called when they should. And what were your thoughts on this Troutman hit, man? Yeah, it. It, it is a missed call, but here's another thing that that I think that is uh, something that needs to be looked at. Why can running backs lower their helmets? Angle yeah. face, helmet first into somebody's chest. Well, oh, somebody somebody got called for that, what, I think just last week or just with... Yep. But, the, but with, the, with one of the touchdowns, that is what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Gibbs. And you straight run, straight lower his head, straight into the defender's chest, and that should be uh, called for too. It is not just protecting the offense because that is what uh, Kareem Jackson got to hear. Mm. It is protecting the defense too, and I don't see that happening. Happening. Fair enough, Trevor. Your where thoughts NFL, on this where, hit? Where the NFL needs to to better itself. I didn't mean to to cut you off. No, Keith. it's okay, buddy. They need. On helmet-to-helmet plays like that, and the refs miss it, they need to have somebody in New York, like the Major League Sky Baseball's Judge. in New York, call down to the ref and they say, hey, you guys missed a helmet-to-helmet penalty. Sky I'm not Judge. saying every penalty, an offsides penalty or anything like that, but mm. a play like that, because we saw it in the Steelers-Colts game. If you watch that, there was an unsportsmanlike conduct, and the guy got thrown out of the game. So at mm. least – that guy could have been thrown out of the game for that helmet to helmet hit, or at the yeah, I should kidding. say at the very least you get the penalty, maybe yeah. even thrown out of the game for, for targeting. So it should be a call from New York, a special referee up in New York, people reviewing the plays, and call down and say, "Hey, you missed the call. This is what this is what it is." Boom. Albert, yeah. you look like look like you wanted to jump in one more time before I go to Albert or to go to Trevor. I'm sorry. What the NFL needs to do is. Put $32 million towards a full team of professional refs, full-time refs that do nothing else than just being a referee week in, week out. Every week they're going to study film and that kind of stuff and then get a professional team there, 17 professional teams. And I think 
it doesn't solve all the problems, but about you will have a 90% better referee play. And that is what needs to happen. I'd love to see an investment. It would be a big one. You'd have to, obviously, basically everyone that's out of there on the field, though, would be scrapped as obvious. They have, most of these guys have big time jobs. They're, they're lawyers, they're accountants, they're a bunch of different things, you know what I mean, on the side. So you'd be scrapping your current referee uh, group and starting from scratch. But Trevor, uh, going back to this hit, man, want to hit this real quick, and then we'll get on to a couple of things. Comment board is kind of lighting up, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't even I don't see how they can't see that though. That was like that's clear. You know, but one of the head-to-head hits I've seen all year. When I mean clean, I mean by it's. I mean it's right there in front of you. How do you miss that call? You don't. I don't think you even need instant replay for that call. You can hear it. And then Trotman's reaction after it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, what are we doing? Are we trying to protect the players? I, the NFL needs to do some reassessment this offseason. What's hit? What's not? What's the penalty? What's not? A whole re- assessment of that. And I agree, full rest because. I mean, we're seeing game in, game out. The refs just they get either too involved or they just they don't they don't call head to heads like they should. And I mean, it's just there's so many different mixed packages with this. Like you have to address at some point in time. You are yeah. a billion dollar industry. You have to figure this out. I mean, at what point in time? What is it gonna take for you to figure it out? I mean, yeah. this is it's ridiculous. It shouldn't still be a thing. It's on Roger Goodell, too. I will say that I'm I'm that's on Roger Goodell to figure this thing out because this has been a problem for a while now. Full time refs, train them right and Let's, what's hit? What's penalty? Let's figure all that out. This coming up with offseason. They have all offseason to do it. There's no no excuses for it, honestly. I've... Yeah, yeah. In a in a situation where this the NFL has done a million different things, including now we're looking at expanding an NFL and we're going yeah. to Europe and we're doing all these different things, we and still can't get referee. We still can't get refereeing correct, right, good, have quality, uh, be consistent, you name it. Go ahead, Albert. And to Brazil, and maybe to Brazil. Yeah. On why? Why can't I understand? We we won't be able to get every call right, but that's right in front of you. That's clear. Mm. And we're talking about player safety, player safety, quote unquote. Yeah, you miss a call right in front of you. That's not. I mean, you it's it's right in front of you. Like you don't even have to review that. I mean, you hear you see the guy's reaction. I'll give him this. I'll give him this, and then I'll go back to what Kenny said. It's not necessarily right in front of them. It's right in front of us as far as the camera is concerned because everything is happening pretty quick and there's only so many referees in position looking at a billion different things. But that guy in New York, that guy in New York can figure that out. That guy in New York can, can, in those situations, in egregious type of situations like that, can come in, radio in, say, no, we're not going to let that fly. That was too big of a hit you know that was too egregious it's too obvious there's a flag on this play throw it right now and let's move on from here and i think that's a great call because i think even if we get the best refs we're going to see have misses we're going to have misses and there's going to be guys i see guys flopping left and right every single week so i can't necessarily judge it on the reaction of the player either so if i'm looking out of the corner of my eye and i'm just trying to judge by a reaction I'm a bad ref as well. I got to be able to see it. The guy in New York can. I think it's a great call, and I would go with that. I want to hit a few other things because I want to hit this. Graham's coming in saying Peyton's not going to apologize for the the, the Russ incident. He said during the postgame, it's none of your business. Um, And then he's saying regarding that interaction with Russ, 
Uh, Martin's coming in and saying Russ calling a timeout early on the drive made it hard to, uh, to chance another timeout with a failed replay challenge. I agree. Coach was out of line yelling at Russ. Um, and I like this. Martin's saying I give Russ credit for not retaliating in any way. In any way. So they're just retaliating. I'm adding in the in any way because, yeah, it'd be really tough, man. We'll keep guys keep barking at you, keep barking at you that you don't bark back, right? You don't bark back at least at some point. And you push a guy long enough, it might just happen. Um, I want to – oh, Ernie Mays coming in here. And I just want to give Ernie Mays a little bit of a shout-out because big, big supporter of the show as well. And I appreciate everyone that's jumped in. I've, I've said rattled off a couple of new names in here tonight as well. So uh, Ernie Mays coming in here and saying, go Broncos country only and hello all. I'll get to Mike real quick because Mike's a new face that I haven't noticed before. It says, our defense showed up. And there are grass skirts or, or yeah, showed up in their grass skirts or they didn't show up. Our defense could not stop a runny nose and some of our offensive linemen could not protect Russ. He's a number five quarterback in the NFL in completions and touchdowns. During the game, they said he had second or first best. You don't, uh, sorry, you don't stop teams from scoring you won't win. Jerry Judy did great. A lot of his place, uh, a lot of his place were first downs. I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm not getting that quite right. But what are your guys' thoughts on that? I guess I could leave that up here a little bit, though it covers your faces. Trevor, you'll have to like peek up just a little bit. Um, what do you What do you think about this? He's calling out the defense, guys. He's talking about the defense and the defense not being able to stop. Forty two points is not something that you can necessarily be proud about. I know that the Offense necessarily didn't put them in position, but 17 points are, is not necessarily too far off from some of our winning amount of points that we put on the on the on the scoreboard in winning efforts. So that being said, Albert, how much are you going to just lay on this on the defense putting up 42 points? And it sounds like they're running up and down the field ever since well maybe the second quarter. Yeah, it's the d- defense wasn't great. Uh, yeah, they. At times, they only rushed with three. Why? Jared Goff is very, very uh, unreliable, very bad if you rush him. If he has more than two seconds, yeah, then he is a bad quarterback. But yeah, if you don't rush him and uh, the O-line... At one time, they lined up eight men to see if the O would rush and five run backwards to the, to, to, uh, to the backfield. Mm-hmm. And the only rush three. How does that help with uh, with the defense? It doesn't. So, yeah, I don't get it. It part of it. The defense lost. I think the biggest part of the game because they couldn't stop anything. They didn't rush accordingly, and yeah, they just got outmatched by Jerry Goff, and that's what it is. I'll drop the comment down so we can see our faces just a little bit more. Kenny, what was your thoughts on this defense, man? Because it didn't look good, man. 42 points is not something you can ever be proud of. I don't care if your offense did struggle. What were your thoughts on this defense tonight? I, I, I said it. I think I said it in in the comments on Tuesday's show. A very kindergarten-like statement, but made it make sense. If you get good Jarrett Goff, you, he's a top mm. three quarterback in the NFL. If you get bad yep. Jarrett Goff, your defense is going to look incredible because he's a bottom three quarterback. 
We unfortunately yep. got good Jared Goff tonight. But that being said, we call out a couple guys that I'm giving them an F grade. I'm not calling out the whole defense because, like Trevor said, winded. But Josie Jewell looked terrible. Hmm. Some of the defensive line, you can rotate them in and out. Purcell, Allen, uh, DJ Jones, you didn't. they were getting blown off the line. 20, 30 yards a, a, a carry by Gibbs in some of these plays. Mm. And, you know, Josie Jewell on, on top of the list, he he just looked terrible and lost. And the middle of the field was open the whole game, not just not just when the defenses was winded. Laporta was lighting them up the whole game. Yeah. And the middle of the field, if, if Brown went to the middle of the field, if Raymond went to the middle of the field, it mm. didn't matter who went to the middle of the field, it was open the whole game. Very good. We talked a little bit, Trevor, about those linebackers um, in our pregame show. That's who Kenny's calling out as maybe the main culprit on this. Uh, Albert's saying the defense just didn't show up in general. What are your thoughts on this, still, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I again, we did, we talked about a pregame. You didn't stop the run. There was no answer to stopping the run. So naturally, when you don't stop the run, it's going to open up the passing game even more. And that, no, no credit, no disrespect to Jared Goff, but you running backs rush for 185 yards. I mean, so anytime you do that, the passing game is going to open up. And that in the beginning of the game, when Detroit was going pass heavy, pass heavy, because they're, they're I think they're the first drive of five and zero, five you know five plays in a row, passing plays in a row. And so, and the Broncos stopped them then. But when they started running the ball, Denver couldn't stop it at all. And like I said, we talked about the pregame. They were going to go towards Denver's weakness, biggest weakness on defense. What's that? They can't stop the run. That's what they're, they're going to challenge Denver's defense that to stop the run. And that's what they did in this game to open up the pass game naturally, and that's that's where you went wrong. Gibbs was what nine yards a carry, uh, nine yards a carry in this game. You're not going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Montgomery was five yards a game or five yards a carry, and so it's like, I mean, what that right there just puts your defense in a really tough spot. The offense wasn't clicking either. But the defense is on the field too much, in my opinion. And then I mean, then you top it off with Jared Goff just. He played, he played great, don't get me wrong. But, again, the running game will set you up for that as well. This good of a running game. All right. I want you to quickly answer the second half of this. He, he said that, hey, not only is uh, Russ a top-five quarterback, but Jerry Judy did great. A lot of his plays were for, for first downs. What are your thoughts on Jerry Judy tonight? Because that was a big one that we had going into this game, if we could get Jerry Judy going. Again, I'm missing the second half. Didn't see a whole lot in the first half. What were your thoughts on Jerry Judy in this game? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought, oh. I thought Jerry Judy was, oh, I thought Jerry Judy was pretty good. I mean, he thought he played pretty, thought, I thought Jerry Judy played pretty well this game. But I think, uh, again, you had no, no, no offense really. You weren't clicking. So I mean, does it matter? Maybe that if you want to take some sort of takeaway, maybe it's Jerry, you got Jerry Judy involved more. It seemed like, and he played, he played better. It seemed like than he has played in a while. So maybe that's a silver lining of this. But again, there's nothing really on offense you did that was good. So I mean, I. I hard to take away positives in this game when there really wasn't any silver lining. Maybe Jerry Judy got more involved. Maybe we'll see that hopefully open up down the line. Maybe him and Russ have some sort of connection. Mm. We'll take some, whatever silver lining away from it. That's what I would take away from it. But other than that, there, there was nothing. Very good. Head over to Kenny, Jerry, Judy. What were your thoughts, bud? Hey, first play on offense, 40, was it 42, 40? I forget how many yards it was. I mean, the guy gets open. I had a feeling, I said it in chat, I might have said it right as the play was going on. I said, I could see Peyton wanting to get Judy involved early. And then it disappeared. 
it disappeared. You can't tell me this guy wasn't open. Call some plays for this guy. You know, you saw a couple in the second half, but you're already down 21 points. You're going to be passing the ball. So, but I want to see some design plays. We saw that crossing route first play. This guy's got ability. It's just not clicking. Well, I, I don't think it's a Russ and Judy thing. I think it might be more of a Peyton and Judy thing. But Peyton uh, doesn't want to get him involved because of all his, you know, issues he's had on and off the field this year. It might be that kind of thing I'm thinking. Because you hmm. see Russ going at, throwing the ball to him when, when his, his number is called. It's not like, I don't think Russ gave up on him. I, I think it's more of a Peyton thing. Wow, I think it's, I think it's a mixed package of both of that. Okay, can you make you put a good point out there, and I'll let Albert kind of go. Yeah, Stand take it, it away, there. Albert. I want I want the Jerry Judy reaction from uh, Albert Mile High Dutchie as well. I I don't agree with Trevor that there was nothing positive on offense. I think Russell did really well. He when he had an opportunity to make a play, he did it, and several of those plays were magnificent. Um, the the pass to uh, the new tight end, Krull, yeah, it got better down by the defense. It was a tremendous play. Some other plays that, yeah, Russ uh, escaped the pocket and made plays. Those were excellent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he connected a couple times with Judy, and uh, good things did happen with Judy. So, yeah, uh, like Kenny said, more plays uh, to be expected, hopefully, in the, in the near future. And maybe not because if what Kenny says is correct, that Sean Payton doesn't like Judy, then this might be the last year that we see with Judy, maybe. You never well, know. Out, off season could uh, bring about some changes as uh, salary cap maybe uh, not our friend. Uh, go ahead, Trevor, and then I'm going to hit a few comments. Yeah, you know, no, I, I think I missed that. Russ, Russell Wilson looked good tonight. He he was making his freeze when he needed to, um, but again. It's just like what what did it show for? Because your offense still struggled to score points. You scored 17 points in this game in total. You this offense and as a whole has not played well. Yeah, Russ was making better reads tonight. Again, not his fault that he didn't have protection, but and he have a he didn't have a play call that didn't really know what he was doing out there. Sean Payton kind of go through the motions, but with with Russ, you know, Russ looked good. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, Russ wasn't a problem at all, but. Again, it just wasn't good enough for us to win this game. And part of that, I think, is just, again, you have no running game. So you were just forced to pass, 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 and you couldn't get nothing in the red zone either. And so it's just, I mean, nothing to take away from Russell Wilson. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine in this game, no doubt about it. But it's hard to point out positives when this team puts up 17 points a game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're any positive would be Jerry Judy, maybe that connection to him, between him and Russ, and then Russell Wilson, you know, he was again, he wasn't a problem. So I, that's, that is a silver lining to me too. All right. Backing it up a little bit, you know, after uh, after uh, the, the Dutchie called him out and said, "I oh, I said I said that at the beginning." Oh, to be no, 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 yeah. no, no, it's okay. Rewind, rewind. We need we we need that flag like they have on the yeah. commercials, right? You need to go I'll back the and watch the replay. Flag. I'm gonna throw the uh, challenge flag. Mike, the, the, bro- the brokers don't use that. And there you go. <laughs> uh, Mike's coming in here, and and I just. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, Mike. Especially with me not seeing the second half, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna watch tape, and I'll I'll make sure that I'm looking for Jerry Judy because he's saying I'm so tired of everyone downplaying Jerry Judy. But when you have him out there, they are either double teaming him and leaving Sutton open, or is able to adjust to the ball tonight. So, 
hey man, I'm I'm gonna give the guy credit where credit is due. We don't want to ever downplay the guys that are doing well. We don't want to overhype the guys that that didn't have a great game. I'm gonna go out there and hey, th- this is a great time to talk about it, guys. Our Tuesday show, our OG original Denver Bronco Roundup podcast. That's the one to catch you as we all get a chance to digest all this, kind of go through it all, see some tapes. I know that we're already getting some post-game reaction and some uh, press conference quotes that are coming in. I'm going to hit those here in a second. But once we get this all played out, once we have a little bit of time to digest it, check out the Denver Bronco Roundup Tuesday night, 7 p.m. on the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, guys. We're going to have all that, and then we'll be, of course, looking forward to the next game as well. So um, a couple of those reactions that we're getting, um, I just want to say, I hit Mike here real quick, and he says, Russ also admitted that he understood why Peyton was yelling because Peyton was also yelling at referees. He was upset. Russ is smarter than to blow up at Peyton over something stupid. So, um, again, hats off. Russ is a strong man. You know, I'll be honest. Not every guy can take it and and not want to just chirp back a little bit. Uh, Graham's coming in saying, Garrett Bowles, quote-unquote, we got smoked tonight, and that's what it is. You got to laugh at yourself and you got to move forward. And there is no lost faith faith in the locker room. We're six and two in the last eight weeks. Um, you're going to tell us that when we when you're one and five and everyone was laughing at us, yeah, uh, we've come a very 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 long way, guys. And a hundred percent right, man. We got to move on. It's it's on to the next game. Uh, it's. It's kind of like everything that we had coming in here. You know, we, we knew that there was big expectations coming in for this game. You know, we, we really wanted to put this one away. We wanted to start that streak. We wanted to start stacking wins. It didn't work out that week that way. And so now it's on to the, the next week. I'm going to start getting going around the horn, guys. I know it's late for everybody. So I'm going to go ahead and start getting some final thoughts on this game. I'm going to start off with Trevor, go all the way back around to Albert. And then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Maybe have a few things to say before we get out. Yeah, so I just want to thank everybody again for uh, joining. Again, this is post-game show. So, again, emotions are high right now because just after the game and Cool Heads will prevail as we go into Tuesday's show. So, again, we'll get a chance to break down the game a little bit more. So, Cool Heads will prevail. We're going to be fine. I really do. I still think Denver's schedule is still very much in their favor um, going forward. I think this is a game that's really hard for them to kind of go against because Detroit's so so good. Give them credit. They're a good, really good football team. Regardless yeah. of Denver's flaws, Detroit just beats you flat out. And Dan Campbell did a great job building that culture there. And he – I mean, that, they just deserve a lot of credit. Um, I will say, you know, again, hopefully this, this is a game that you can learn from, you know, and, and to say there's weaknesses on our team that we've got to try to – just make better. We've got to, We've got to try to learn from this. This is a learn. This is a learn from game, and we haven't had this type of game in a while. I mean, you yeah, at the Houston game, but this wasn't as bad as this. We haven't had a blowout loss this bad in a while. So, got to learn from this. Um, take whatever you know, some good things that you have from this game, and, and move forward, and just be stronger from that. Uh, you know, again, it's about accountability. It's a whole. T- it's at the end of the day, it's a team game. Not one player. Or not it's. It starts from head coach on down. And it's the whole team. The whole team you got to take accountability. It was not good whatsoever at all. And you got you got to go forward. Fan, this fans Broncos country deserves a lot better than this. And again, better days are ahead. Just this one just stings because it's such a blowout loss. And you know, right after the game, and we didn't see anything good. And it reminds us of 
maybe a Miami game early this year. But again, there's positive positive signs ahead for this team. I do believe Sean Payton will figure this out, and Russell Wilson is still, I think, going up his trajectory, and he's looking really, really good. I think, in my opinion, better and better each week. Um, I know it didn't really show on the scoreboard here, but you know, with the running game, with the better running game, and just with just you know playing playing like he did now with his read, getting his reads off, and just getting the ball off. Um, and you know, and not turn the ball over. That's big. That's huge. And I think again, we're we're still in it. We're not out of it. This is one game. It's tough. We knew it was going to be tough, but better days are ahead. Stick with us. Better days are ahead. Yeah, better days are ahead, and always a better day when you get a guy like the Kenny Kirkpatrick from the KNK Sports Show on here. We're going to kick it over to him next to get some final thoughts from him as well. Roger, right before you jump on, Kenny is saying not enough good plays to win the game. On to the next one. As much as it hurts, we can finish the season strong. Go Broncos. I'm going to do make my, my quick, Keith, so get Dutchie and your final thoughts, get a little more time. But outside perspective, as a Giants fan, all joking aside, Trevor and I were, were saying 4-0. I think we were all happy 3-1. So what I think everybody's upset is nobody expected to lose in this fashion by this mm. – you know, we, everybody was expecting a close game, and I think we didn't get that tonight. So there's a lot of worries. You have the Patriots coming up. You know they're going to play hard, so you're going to be in tough game against the Patriots. But you're at home. You take care of business there. Then you get the Chargers, and they're a debacle. They they don't know. They're 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 in tank mode. Should be two and zero. The game that is going to be a battle is the Raiders because they're going to play hard for Antonio Pierce, and they are playing hard for Antonio Pierce. So you're going to have a meaningful game in Week 18, and it's going to be winning in the playoffs, in my opinion, come Week 18 because I said 9-8 and will get the Broncos into the playoffs because I think these teams ahead of you, I think they got a little tougher schedule, and they got backup quarterbacks in right now. So I think you're going to see them uh, falter. And I think you'll see the Broncos, if they can take care of business, which I feel they should in the next two weeks, go into week 18 with the playoffs in their in their hands. And I think you guys are going to be happy. I think Peyton will, will settle this team down. Uh, again, you know, tough loss. I think the way he lost was the way everybody was shocked at. And that's why there's a lot of uh, emotions going, you know, hot and cold right now on the Broncos. But I think you'll be all right. Nine and eight will get you in the playoffs. Division's out of reach now. I think that's what the hope was too. The Chiefs are winning, losing. Let's get into. Let's get the division, but yeah. get into the playoffs. That's that's a big accomplishment this year, and, and see what happens in the playoffs because you stick to the run game. Let Russ make a few plays. Play defense. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Ain't that the truth, get there man. first? Take care of business, and you'll be there. Thank you for having me on, guys. I'm glad I yeah, absolutely, guys. Talk to you guys about this. Absolutely, Kenny. Appreciate you so much, man. I didn't do a little plug. I'm going to do it right now. Kenny didn't get a chance. The KNK Sports Show, fantastic podcast. Our East Coast brethren, cousins on the East Coast, fantastic podcast, man. Whether it be a Broncos podcast that you can catch at eight o'clock Wednesday, whether you're doing. A little bit of uh, wits and wagers. When's the original K&K Sports Show? When do you guys have that on? Uh, Mountain Time would be Wednesday, 6 p.m. You got to catch that as well, man. Full cast of characters, guys. You'll absolutely love it. They cover all the major sports. They get it with that East Coast flair. Kenny is just one little piece 
of this puzzle, guys. And it's, a, as you guys have all noticed, a fantastic piece of the puzzle. You'll get even more of it. Check out the KNK Sports Show. You won't be disappointed, man. Kind of like the next guy, not three quarters, not seven eighths, but the full mile high Dutchie. Albert, go ahead and uh, give us some final thoughts here, man. Okay, so the final thoughts. Don't forget, we played played the uh, the third strongest team in the NFC. They're the top. Uh, they're the number three in the NFC. And if you lose against a team like that, they are not there for. They are there for a reason. Yes. And they must be good. So uh, tomorrow, I will be rooting for the the Patriots. And see what if they can uh, take a big upset. I'm a big Broncos fan, so that's why I'm rooting for the Patriots tomorrow. And I also want to thank all the people who were in the chat today. We had 17 different people in the chat tonight. It started with uh, my wife Michelle, and a big sis was there. Patrick, Kurt, Roger, Martin, Thomas, Kirk, Graham, Clayton, Reggie, Scott, Duran. Jeremy, Ernie, Mike, and let's not forget our fourth horseman of the Broncos. Jody was in there as well. And maybe you want to take his comment as well quickly. Thank you guys for all being in our show. It makes our lives so much easier. And I think you need some batteries for your clock, uh, Trevor. Uh-oh. Well, I was going for design, but my Dutchie's calling me out right now. I mean, wow, right here live on the air, man. I mean, trying to fool the fans a little bit. Come on, it's not 1042 or you know, 1242. You know, it's never Bronco time. All right, we'll have to figure out what Bronco time is and set all our clocks to it. (laughs) Uh, hitting Jody, the fourth horseman, the other guy in this, uh, is the other piece the other host of the denver bronco roundup you'll catch on tuesday night saying peyton at times can't get out of his way the long field down the passes aren't working so wanted to at least show a little tribute to jody make sure that he got in here as well um i want to hit martin real quick martin's coming in here and says i appreciate you guys it's nice having an outlet to vent a little bit especially after a loss um roger's coming in here and saying to be the best we got to beat the best and yes that absolutely is and um for some reason roger's thinking that 420 might be the denver bronco around the time maybe it's a colorado thing i'm not really sure uh that being said guys i got a couple of things one i said it in our pregame show guys believe man believe 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 i told you don't worry if it's a drop pass don't worry if it's a bad play continue to believe well hey we had a bad game continue to believe i there is still opportunity it's still out there the other thing i want to hit real quick guys and everyone kind of talked about everyone hitting this loss martin's coming in here and saying you know it's nice to have an outlet like this to vent when after we have a loss you guys talked about how hard this loss is hitting broncos country i'll tell you why this is my thought of why it's hitting broncos country because dang it we're relevant we're relevant and we're there and we're wanting to win and there's reasons to win and there's playoffs it you know possibilities right there in front of you think about all that man we haven't been there we haven't been there man so going out there and losing i don't care if it's by three points i don't care if it's by 20 points i don't care if it was a night like tonight man it hurts because dang it 
we have expectations now, boys. And what a great, fantastic place to be to have expectations of your Broncos bringing home a W every single week, even when it is against one of those top teams like the Lions in the NFC. So with that being said, guys, just a couple of things really quick. Again, I mentioned it a little bit. We are brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, guys. Rocky Mountain Sports Network is your spot for all of your Colorado sports. So whether it be the Broncos or the Avalanche, the Nuggets or the Rockies, check out Rocky Mountain Sports Network. You can head on over to RockyMountainSN.com. That's RockyMountainSN.com. Or heck, just go on any of your social media feeds and look for, well, Rocky Mountain Sports Network. You'll find them there, whether it be Facebook or YouTube or the new X that we're all following. Check out Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Another fantastic sponsor of ours is willow seasonings and blends so willow seasonings i'm telling you guys colorado based you know veteran owned bronco loving and if you don't like all of those things well how about if they're a blue ribbon award-winning sauces and seasoning seasonings companies guys check these guys out man like i said based right out of colorado ship all around the country man they have the best seasonings and sauces out there. Spice up your life. I'm telling you, you got that piss, pit, pit boss in your family. You're looking for something to go underneath the tree. They won't be disappointed. They got Christmas packages over there right now. If you use the promo code DBR2023, it's going to save you 15%. That's awesome. Every time you use that code DBR2023 in the checkout, you're also going to give a dollar to a family in need. Actually, Dave's going to be the one that's been doing that. So, man, talk about a win-win, especially during the holiday seasons. Check out willowseasonings.com today. Spice up your life and maybe spice up your Christmas as well. So with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. We appreciate every single one of you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Denver Bronco Roundup started just a short time ago, and I'm telling you guys, you guys have been amazing. Came in here have fantastic fans you share with all your friends we have wonderful conversations we've been stepping up trying to do more shows for you guys and you guys have been responding phenomenally so we appreciate you guys so much we're going to get out of here don't forget it's a little bit longer of a wait with this post game being on a saturday but we'll catch you on tuesday 7 p.m don't miss us we're going to get out of here guys thank you so much a little mile high salute from my side oh yeah and my i got to get out of here on my regular Keep your feet in your stirrups, keep your guns in your holsters, and keep the Broncos in your heart. Until next time, guys, we're out of here. Have a great night.